Hello there. Hello there. Hello. Welcome to Basic Binges, uh, part of the Nom Talk Network. I am your host. I am Kenji. Uh, you can call me the Kenjinator. Uh, I am uh, enjoying, uh, well, I was enjoying a nice glass of water, but now I am empty, unfortunately. Uh, I got to make sure to stay hydrated. It's a hot day in LA. I am joined today by our guest. I have Jeremy, De, uh, Jeremy DeChant of Heavy Metal. I have uh, Amanda Yolen of Roland Yolen. And I have El Kammerer, a co-host of Wit Beyond Measure. And uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, let's uh, start down the list. I started with Jeremy first. Uh, Jeremy, what are you joining us and binging us with? Hey, so uh, I actually just... Uh, I'm on the water kick right now too, but I, I just finished eating and I had some uh, uh, chow young uh, rice, which is uh, one of my favorite uh, Chinese food dishes. So that's what I had nice. today. Very, very nice. Amanda, how about you? What are you joining us with? Also on the water kick, I have not eaten dinner yet because I got an email for this about an hour ago and binge watched episode five real fast. <laughs> very nice. Thanks so much for. Uh, Binging that instead of <laughs> nourishing yourself with food. I guess the real nourishment is knowledge. Knowledge in the Star Wars. Absolutely. <laughs> and Elle, thanks so much for soul. joining us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Elle, thanks so much for joining us. What are you uh, binging tonight? Uh, well, uh, as a true Nashville villain, Nashville person, I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> nice. I'm not on the water kick, guys. I don't. I didn't get that memo, so I got myself no. some whiskey. <laughs> She's on that Tennessee water. That's what that is. Also, yeah, I like Nashville. Yeah, I don't know if it's Nashvillian, Nashville. I'm not sure because I'm actually from Chicago, but shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> For Star Wars purposes, it should be Nashvillainy. Oh. Uh, Nash chillin'y like a Nashvillainy. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. like a Nashville. Yeah, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Well, this show, uh, we are on Basic Binges. This is the show where we talk about uh, popular shows that are on right now while uh, binging on our favorite snacks. It turns out we don't have uh, our favorite snacks. We just have our favorite beverages. But you know what? That's just as important. So uh, awesome. So today we're actually going to be talking about episodes four and five of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new Disney Plus series that uh, came out not too long ago. Um, I didn't get to be here for episode two, so uh, I think someone else hosted that. I don't know how it went. I was in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, I was here and, for that. <laughs> but last week, we unfortunately weren't able to do it because our producer um, got lost in an asteroid field. I'm kidding. It, it, it was a global pandemic that she got caught up in. But uh, now we get to talk double the pleasure, double the fun, two episodes, episodes four and five today of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um, gosh, uh, this, I, my, I, can I just say right now that I don't think that we have enough episodes. Like Obi-Wan is only supposed to be six part series and where episode five ends, I'm kind of sitting going, how is this going to end in one episode? This isn't enough. This isn't enough. We need more. We need more of this show. It's like, it's extremely dense. Um, the characters that we keep running into, uh, and also, you know, of course this is a star Wars story, so we will be losing friends as well at the same time, but you know, it's just an extremely dense story with a lot of 
uh, ins and outs going on. And um, honestly, with the way that it ends on episode five, I feel like um, I'm, I'm hoping for a season two, but a part of me is also like, I don't know how you can do a season two of this show, but I don't know. I feel like there's not enough Kenobi for this whole series to, to flesh out completely. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Elle, let's start with you. What do you think? Uh- I well first of all I would welcome eight seasons of Kenobi if they were to give it to us because oh my gosh I've needed this show my whole life uh but yeah I feel like after watching episode five I just don't know how this is going to end in one episode are we gonna get a two hour long episode are we gonna get an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie for the final episode because that's the only way I can see this working out (laughs) no I actually you know, it, maybe episode six is actually six and seven, kind of like how the first episode was technically speaking one and two. Maybe. So who knows? Uh, uh, Jeremy, what do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts? Your first initial thoughts? I, I'm definitely in agreement, and I don't know how we're going to do this without an hour long episode. Um, and it's kind of what I'm hoping for because I felt the same way towards the end of Moon Knight. I was like, um, guys no way you wrap this up in like an hour like there's just just no way you set up too much you've 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 strived too big um and so i'm feeling like the same going into this especially after that last episode i'm just like all right cool we're getting ready for the part two of this story and part of me is afraid that it is going to get split up into two parts that we're going to get we're going to get part one, which is, you know, the, the, the Leia rescue and part two is the, the uh, Luke rescue. And I, that felt like that's my, my one concern is like, either we're going to get it all wrapped up or we're going to get, oh, cliffhanger part two coming in whenever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what, now that you say it that way, uh, they're gonna pull. They're gonna pull the sneaky sneak and split episode six into two parts. It's a mocking J part one and two. Yeah, <laughs> Amanda, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's always frustrating because you you come to expect the things that Disney does with their series and the way that they break up episodes. And I feel like they could have screwed us and left us with the cliffhanger of five and not had a sixth and left us all in this like wretched anticipation. But I, yeah, I have no idea how they're going to wrap up a season. And I suspect that they won't. I suspect we're going to be left with a huge cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. okay. You feel it? And it's going to be another several years in between, like like Star Wars movies. Until we I, get this. Don't say that. Yeah. I don't think it'll be that long, the way that they've That'll promoted hurt. the kid who plays Luke. But... I think, yeah, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna pull a classic Star Wars where it's like, oh, there's there's more to the story. Well, with or how they're developing, like- I was gonna say, with how they're like developing other aspects and other parts of uh, the universe or the galaxy far, far away, I could see them wanting to kind of stop Kenobi and then allow there to be room for another show featuring another person, like maybe a young Luke show or something like that. You know, I wouldn't put it past Disney to do something like that. Hayden Christensen did say he wants a Vader series. So it may just be that we get these backstories of, you know, young Vader, young 
play a young Luke. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not going to watch the young Luke show. I don't need to learn how to <laughs> moisture farm. Um, but I will watch young Leia all day. Whining and going to Toshi Station to pick up some yeah. power converters. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch Young Leia. I mean, that seems interesting. Oh, I'd just audience. watch her roast people Wait, all day. Hold on. I, 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 hold on. I, I, it also sounds really weird. I'd rather watch Young Leia than Young Luke, you know? I just, I just realized how weird that sounds. But, like, I will say that, like, I will, like, we haven't seen any of Luke. And I feel like this is kind of cool that we're going to finally see Luke because the, the marketing kind of teased us in a way with it being kind of showing us like young luke and stuff not showing us young leia at all and then of course we go into the show finding out oh this is actually an, ep- an adventure about young leia which kind of makes sense but now that we're kind of bringing in young luke a part of me is like is is this kind of how i'm guess i'm assuming that this is how luke gets to find out about ben because, you know, in episode four, he's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he means Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, it, it, so like he knows him already to begin with. So I'm feeling like this is kind of like their way of bringing in the, like, I, I guess a, a connection. So that way, kind of like tying up loose ends as to why these characters know each other in episode four. Uh, the movie, A New Hope, not episode four of the show. <laughs> I, of the show, I just realized this is, confusing god <laughs> uh i just hope uh, we don't end up with like a stranger things situation where like we started with little little kids and now they're like full-grown adults and you're just like what where what happened oh gosh yeah uh, i mean it would i mean the, i don't know it kind of if if they are on top of their i guess as far as like filming like the next season i feel like if they do it fast enough they will be able to like you know, we can gradually see these kids age naturally as opposed to just having like this weird uh, Chronicles of Narnia like jump where it's like, oh, you know, these children are supposed to be only a year old, even though it is five years later. And these children are clearly not children anymore. Um, well, I know that there's some speculation with the Andor show coming out that they wanted to quickly film a couple of seasons because they can't have the actor age too much because of what happens in Rogue One. So I would imagine that Disney would probably be like, oh yeah, we should probably keep filming. And if they're gonna do more seasons or something like that, for all we know, Disney could be hiding the fact that they already filmed whatever is coming next. Yeah, true, true. And I will say that I am kind of surprised that, if, and if they do end up doing like a young Luke, young Leia show, I'm actually going to be very surprised. because Young I remember Sheldon. Cass- <laughs> you know watching leia go through puberty could be really uncomfortable just, just because you mentioned young sheldon i could just imagine just sheldon walking into like the jedi council room and just looks at yoda's seat that's my spot that's <laughs> <laughs> um i i would be surprised if they do end up doing a young leia young luke show because uh kathleen kennedy was saying like you know we're not going to be recasting any legacy characters you know like we're not going to be doing young basically solo made it so that we're not going to do young versions of han leia luke all that jazz we're not going to see these characters the younger versions of them at all whatsoever and of course here we are seeing 10 year old versions of luke and leia so that you know you know to to quote tyler the creator so that was a lie Um, i mean we could end up with like young versions of ray and kylo ren 
there there are no rules when disney makes the rules yeah and also (laughs) it's it's she was very clearly talking about like we're not going to recast them around the ages they were in the original trilogy gotcha that's where things get a little wonky uh they'll probably just keep using the special effects that they've been using for luke in the mandalorian and what they did with leia and rogue one because I think that it's a great idea that they recast, like to have young Leia and young Luke. I think, like you know, that absolutely. adding them to the show has just been absolutely brilliant. So absolutely, I I hundred percent agree. Um, I will. Uh, oh gosh, you actually brought up something, and I completely drew a blank. I I can't remember what it was. Oh, but since I were talking about casting about these different characters, let's talk about some of these new characters that we were introduced in these last few episodes. Like for instance, I would love to talk about uh, her name. I think I, I'm, I'm probably butchering her name is uh, Indira Varma, the, uh, the undercover uh, Imperial sister. agent yep. Ta- uh, Tala. Tala. Like, Tala. I mean, I, um, <clears throat> I don't know if she was ever mentioned or brought up in any of the other expanded universes like Clone Wars uh, or uh, at all but I is this is a great new character that we've been introduced to and um, I I, it, I mean it's one of those things where it's like it's unfortunate because a character does have to go and it has to be a character that you have an emotional tie to so and it's obvious and obviously it can't be Leia and it can't be Obi-Wan so you got so you just kind of kind of go down the list and it's like well sorry and but I, I feel like she did an amazing performance. Like she, like she kind of you know she comes across as that hard ass uh, imperial at I, I guess commander is what she is. She's an imperial commander, and then you know she's you know able to seem intimidating. That you know she's able to pull rank, but yet she's also at the same time this character who has an extremely kind heart, who's willing to you know put everything down on the line to, uh, you know, for, for the path as it were. And uh, I, I think, I thought she was just an amazing uh, character and it's a really shame. It's a real shame that we won't see more of her, uh, of, you know, because of the way that her character ended up. Uh, what do you, how do you guys feel if there are any uh, characters uh, within these last few episodes that have stuck, stood out for you guys? So uh, you weren't here for the last episode, but on, on the last episode, we talked about episode two, which uh, introduced my favorite new character, which was uh, the robot that we we started to call Best Boy, um, which is the big, hunky, for no reason, very muscular robot uh, <laughs> that she is partnered with. And I was, you again, just gushing in the last episode of this, talking about how much I loved this robot and how he was quiet and silent, but he also had that wrench behind his back. Um, so yeah, I'm sad Tala died, but I was more sad that Best Boy died. And uh, <laughs> that, that really, that, that got me. Like, I thought maybe he was going to die saving her and that's how it was going to go down. Um, and yeah, I, I think for me personally, he was, he was one of my, uh, my favorite new characters. Um, and then, uh, the brother, I, I talked about this on the last episode as well. The, the Sith, uh, inquisitor brother guy, he's, uh, I love him. Oh, I love uh, his actor. The third, the third brother, uh, Sun Kang. Yeah. Yes. Is, love. Is he third? I thought it was fifth. 
yeah, oh, yeah i think he's, he's no, fifth he's, and yeah. she's third fifth sister for, yeah and third, the other yeah. one is fourth Evan? fourth okay fourth it's she's not numbers. the seventh sister. The seventh sister is in Rebels. <laughs> okay. Yes. It was very interesting to see two different characters playing double agent in this mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because third that... sister turns out to be sort of a double agent in her own right. Um, and, and I just want to... Really... S- oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I called that on the last episode where we talked about it. I was like, I know she's got a plan and she doesn't have Sith eyes. I went on this whole rant and everybody was like, no, probably not that. And I was like, no, she just wants to get close to Vader so she can kill him. And then like this episode, it was like, yes, I was right. Sorry. See, I didn't I didn't think that was going to happen. And it was such a nice surprise when it did, because it just makes sense with her backstory being at the temple and everything that happened to her and what she saw and had to deal with. And then realizing who Vader was, it ever, the whole thing just makes sense now. And part of me just wanted to root for her so much. Like, yeah, go ahead, kill him, kill him, kill Vader. That would be amazing. But we know that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted I wanted her to get some sort of like small victory or some some sort of like revenge but w- I know that it couldn't happen that was very frustrating. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. But yeah like like Amanda was saying there was that dynamic where it, it was there was two different people and it's funny because they have that dialogue in the episode before this one where she calls her out for being a traitor and stuff like that so like she's basically interrogating herself in that moment um so it added a little bit of levity um to the to the this episode added levity to uh episode four uh i think in that regard oh yeah you talk about that moment though in episode four where tala and obi-wan and leia are running across the like landing of that ship with him hiding her in his trench coat and nobody noticed yeah Let's talk about that moment for sure. Because uh, that nobody so saw good. the third pair of feet running like a oh, that made me so you know, angry. You know, you you have like those helmets on and it really restricts your vision and you can't see anything. You're not paying attention because you're just like, it's hot in this helmet. I can't handle it. It's moving around my head. I mean, none, none of the stormtroopers are gonna see it. They're just not. They're blaming on the officers. That was I, I one of my the, the fact that he turns around and goes, oh, we've been caught. Like he's surprised. <laughs> yeah. Like there's my been fa- a few moments like that. Like, I mean, even on that on that transporter through the desert, like, oh, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm the most sought after man in the universe. Let me put on a hoodie and nobody's gonna notice. Like well that that's classic avengers disguise (laughs) other thing that i loved and this is way a a way callback to one of the first episodes of the season is right after he gets his lightsaber and he goes to board the vessel and he like moves his cloak and the lightsaber is just hanging there i'm like dude like you're supposed to be a jedi and hiding and your saber's just out what the heck why does he have the lightsaber though because he obviously cast off the force so that nobody could find him so did the light he just like magically have that lightsaber all of a sudden like well he no he, he there's, dug there's it up a scene he, d- he digs it up oh, he digs it up right. from the sand yeah yeah, yeah. without the, metal detector though the, yes. he was, he's the got force. a good memory good memory uh the scene where they're running after they got caught is probably one of my favorite 
most ridiculous moments in Star Wars. And I don't know if anybody else caught this. So they're they're running across. Everybody's shooting at each other. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And for no reason, no reason at all, Tala shoots the little little vacuum droid that's running across the floor. Oh, yeah. The mouse droid. Yeah. She just shoots the (laughs) random mouse droid. And I'm just like, what did he do? (laughs) Did it blow up the ship taking off? They, yeah, oh, the, no, um, third sister shot another one of them that yeah, blew up one she, of she, she, took, she took a power core and then, yeah, yeah she used yeah. a power core. But they, it's it's just those little robots you see in Star Wars. The little Star- mouse, right, right, right. Right. The <laughs> little mouse droid. Yeah, and he's just he's just wheel. running while everybody's shooting, and she decides instead of shooting any of these people shooting at me, I'm going to shoot this random droid who did nothing. And it was one of the most ridiculous Star Wars moments I have ever seen in my life. And I was just like, what? What? Star I mean, Wars is funny like that. They have all these ridiculous moments. And it's all, all of the movies have had ridiculous moments. All of the shows have had ridiculous moments. So we just this, happened to get two really great ones right in a row. In that it's episode. interesting because you, you can kind of tell that like they were filming during COVID. Because even in those scenes where there's a thousand people everybody's six feet apart <laughs> so like while yeah. everybody's gathered on the bridge of that ship running like they're all distanced from each other except for those three um and it's, it's just weird things that i've noticed throughout you know different scenes like at the in five where they were all gathered in that cave uh even uh with camille nangiani like they're all separated they're not you know in close-knit groups it's bizarre no it's it's, it's interesting when you see uh like shows that have like that have clearly been uh, filmed like pre or even during uh, the global situation, and like the, you see them go from like being like a very certain way, and it being almost a completely different show. Like the second, I mean, I mean, Witcher on Netflix had the same problem uh, for sure. Actually, um, but we were uh, talking about that cave scene, and we also talked about the getaway. Um, can I talk about how happy I was to see? Uh, Maya Erskine from Pen15 as a snow as, as a speeder pilot like for starters it's great to see her doing something that where she's not playing you know a satirical 13 year old yeah yeah <laughs> but like i will say like it, it, it's also a not and to not have her iconic like bowl cut, bowl cut yep. is like is a trip to find you know and it's and it's great to i feel like it's first of all it's great to see actors that we have grown to love like grow and do out things outside of their thing that we know them for but then it's another thing to see them growing outside their thing and it's star wars <laughs> like it's it's awesome like like for instance i was when i first saw her character being like for the first time i thought for sure she was going to be like that comic relief character that like every star wars movie show needs apparently to entice kids and sell toys but like this, but she was like an extremely like for lack of a better word she was a straight character um you know like, there was nothing weird about it it was just a it was a straightforward character um nothing extremely you know well crafted uh lots of layers and emotions to her like i'm 
I'm really hoping that we actually see her in possibly the squadron show because like, cause she is one of the, she is a pilot. And uh, we know that, that I, I know that's right now on ice. Uh, Patty Jenkins is having some uh, scheduling conflicts with the filming, but other than that, like, I mean, I, I'm, I know that it's, you know, full systems go for that show. So I'm really hoping that we get to see her. Uh, we know we're going to see the, uh, the guy from Kim's <laughs> convenience. Uh, he's going to be one of the other pilots as well. So It'd be interesting to see uh, some other pilots that we're going to have. That was an interesting moment because the, you, you see those two pilots and one of them instantly gets blasted away and you're like, oh, okay, next, like moving on. Like you, yeah. you have this one second of like, oh, I'm supposed to feel something for this character that I've never met before. And that's yep. it. And then he's gone. And But I, uh, that was... <clears throat> her character, oh. like, she really showed the emotion of losing that pilot. And when I finally realized who she was, because I, when I first saw her on the show, I didn't recognize her as being from Pen15. And then I did, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then she was just so sorrowful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much emotion here. And I know it's a really weird thing to kind of focus on and like given everything else in the show, but that moment of like her just being sad and her, like they're zooming in on her face was just like so much emotion for a guy we barely met. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that was my biggest complaint about uh, episode four was those two deserved way more screen time than the guy who is is running the whole like path operation guy. Mm. Uh, Rowan, I think his name is. Uh, they had his scene where he's like, I'm not helping you. I've got to help these people. And Obi-Wan's like, well, you should probably help me. And he's like, OK, I've decided I'm going to help you and tell you a sad story <laughs> yeah. about my wife but give you no reason, no explanation as to why I've decided to help you. That whole scene could have just been about those two pilots and I would have cared so much more. He could have said, yes, I'm doing it. And we're going to have, you know, these two, I'm going to ask them to help or something. And they're not going to do it because they're in love and they want to, you know, do something together. Then I would have cared when that pilot died. Then I would, then that scene at the end where, and I think it was, intended to be very beautifully dynamic on one sea side of the ship you had you know the victory they got leia that's the win and then on the other side you had the loss and it's there's that shot where they're showing both of them at the same time and i was like this would have been so much more impactful if we had just had five more minutes of those pilots instead of that rowan guy being like i'm not gonna do it my wife died all right i'm gonna do it but I'm not going to tell you why I've just decided I'm going to help you. And my help is literally just opening up a map and telling you where it is something that I could have easily done. And it took five minutes. Like that would have been, it would have been so much better. That was, that was my absolute biggest complaint about that episode because uh, other than the random droid shot, that was just like, I think like such a waste of potential. Cause again, she's, she's great. And I, I recognize her a little bit more than the actor who plays Rowan. And I felt like, yeah, we needed to care about that pilot who died for the levity on the way that that episode ended. Um, and we could have, we could have saved a whole lot of time and just yeah. done that instead. We need to feel for that pilot. Like we felt for uh, uh, Rose's sister at the beginning of episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of episode yeah. uh, uh what is it uh eight yeah like yeah i mean i'm sorry like we had no idea what her name was and yet she was the most intriguing character in the entire freaking movie um 
So, I mean, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Like there is some, I, I almost feel like there was probably something like left on the cutting room floor and they're like, Oh, Hey, you know, it, you know, you know, you know, the big mouse upstairs says that this episode has to be, you know, 40 minutes long. Yeah. But like, it would be really good if we can have it as 46. Well, that was, the shortest, <laughs> that was the shortest episode. That yeah, was only 42 minutes. Yeah. So they, obviously something was left on the table or those however many minutes are going to be added to the next episode which we already talked about but yeah I agree I kind of feel like they could have treated that pilot a little bit more like Rosa's sister and you know one of the characters I'm really struggling with is Haja uh Kamel Nanjiani because as much as I want to like immerse myself into the world of Star Wars he's just Camille Nanjiani. Like it's no different than when Nathan Lane and BB Newworth did Beetlejuice on Broadway. Like they were still Nathan Lane and BB Newworth doing Beetlejuice on Broadway. I can't, I can't separate the They should have made him an he's alien. Just, he's just yeah. Camille Nanjiani. <laughs> or had him or had him be a character that wears some sort of like mask, mask or, or something. face something. Yeah, I agree. Cause I have the same problem. Well, the humor I, though, I think the humor and the way he talks doesn't lend anything to the show i mean the character obviously kind of goes through this very brief but you know arc of i'll help you but i'm kind of this under like handed sneaky guy but i'm also a really helpful guy but you just you can't you can't get into it because he's just camille yeah i i i have mixed feelings i can't i kind of like him um because i the the little quips where he's like he's like oh yeah now i'm a wanted man like little moments like that i think were good uh and when he's like yeah i got attacked by a very scary jedi lady uh our sith lady like those little moments i think are necessary because the show like overall it doesn't like they're going for a very very serious tone and he does kind of break the tone a little bit um but i do agree that like he doesn't feel like he's playing a character he's just kind of being the same him you see every time but jeremy is that good writing or is that him actually acting that's the question and that's where i'm struggling because the writing's good i think he just doesn't have a, a meaningful way to separate his personality and put it into this world yeah i i i agree i think um like he's he's like the will smith of this is like he's he's always himself in everything he plays but i think like that's also like disney leveraging him to do that because that's what they pay that's why they that's why they hired him they wanted that specific brand of him um so i i think the writing is fine and uh i but i agree like those lines could have been delivered better they could have uh they could have had a little bit more comedy, a little bit more levity if it wasn't just like the same person, like same as like, again, Will Smith is a perfect example. Will Smith, Will Smith in every movie, the rocks, the rock in every movie. Um, they're the, these same brand of characters that kind of get stuck into uh, these unfortunate, like tight cast versions of themselves. Um, so again, I don't, I don't want to say that's like on him. I, I think, part of it is disney you know paid for that and that's what they wanted they've made some interesting choices with sure. with casting too but like just visually there's 
they're like and and I think what Elle said like you can't because there's not a mask yeah you can't separate and like choices that they've made in some of these shows I mean you look at Boba Fett with those brightly colored scooter thingies that were roaming like I see your face Kenji like I had the same I'm like are we watching Power Rangers or are we uh, watching Star Wars? The, 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 thing, the, thing is, I, the thing is, I know the culture that they were trying to emulate in those shots. Those were supposed to be like the, the, the punker, the punk motorcycle gang kids from like the early, uh, from the early, like, I'm sorry, from like the mid 80s to the 90s, like Japanese biker games. That's what these guys were supposed to be. Only problem is I know what you're referencing and I still don't see it. So like yeah. it was, it was, uh, what I did see was the edge of the set. Um, <laughs> there were definitely... so many props that have been visible throughout all of the episodes of everything. Yeah. yeah across the board, there's definitely been some interesting visual choices. Like, yes, the moped gang was moped Power Ranger gang was weird um, and could have been handled a lot better because those characters kind of exist in the Star Wars universe. Like, that was a thing. It was a Star Wars thing, but it wasn't that version of it um yeah, exactly. and like uh we we talked about the episode of, of boba fett before um and uh i think I, I was on a different show for that but like i could not be made to care about those care those kids at all like all of them could have died and i'd have been like all right cool it looked uh, like somebody <laughs> just took a marker and like painted over the cell with that like <laughs> it made me i couldn't like i couldn't focus on the episode anymore my roommate and i watched every single episode and i'm like those are really bright colors for this a kind desert of- planet yeah yeah and if yeah. you're gonna do that if you're gonna do punk do do on a desert planet do like a steampunk version yeah, like, Mad Max. like how, Mad Max. how rich are yeah. these kids how rich are these kids that they got all this money so i really like i liked the look of the the like motor moped bikes and stuff i thought they looked cool and everything but not for the show like I would have loved to have seen him in literally anything else. <laughs> well, I felt like well because of the colors. Well, that's the thing, and I feel like this show actually uses its colors so well. And when yeah. you see the certain colors, it you know it, it you don't even have to see a building. You see the color palette, and you go, "Oh, we're in that really dungy place in the you know that was in the like when we where we found a uh, Leia where we first meet the path uh, when we see like an extremely warm and like." extremely like almost monotone like color palette we go oh okay we're in uh the desert we're we're on Tatooine and then when we see the cold and we almost see like the blue hues and stuff we go oh we're in the hangar of uh uh, Inquisitorius uh you know like we we get like an idea but unfortunately with like with but but absolutely with Book of Boba Fett like those motorcycles those would have fit in on Coruscant or that Japanese planet where they oh, yeah they Daya. or they yeah the one where yeah. uh they took Leia to that they yeah, did I such know. a good job everybody fit in like there right um, but, and, but except but for the guy in the purple <laughs> pimp hat I don't know if anybody saw that guy either no there's a guy <gasps> in a purple pimp hat uh outside of the the place where Leia is being held and he's like legit just like straight up a a, a space pimp and I was like <laughs> okay I was then. like space pimp <laughs> you you do realize now that next next star wars celebration he's gonna be the new ice cream man that's he's what gonna- i'm hoping for <laughs> and i hope he's carrying around a little mouse droid that got shot like that's 
That's Look what they've done to my boy. They've my boy. My boy. <laughs> I love droids so much, like so, so much. So whenever I see a mouse droid, I get happy. I'm like, oh, mouse droid. Yeah. And then it still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> That's how I feel about Best Boy. When Best Boy died in this episode, it was like, it was, I was like, come on, man. Don't I do can't this remember his his call number. And I think it Ned. was Rogue One. Was the really funny oh, robot? Yeah. Oh, uh, K2. K2SO. K2 yep. has yeah. been my, I mean, and I love, like, I'm wearing my little BB 8 earrings. I love BB 8, but like Alan Tudyk, K2. He is just, that man is brilliant. And I would love to see Alan Tudyk in this world. Like, as, as a human, yes. <laughs> or as resident alien, just like chilling in the cantina. Yeah, it's like a small little cameo, just. That would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that man yeah. can't do wrong. <laughs> I realize we've been talking this whole time, uh, but I would actually love to know if uh, uh, Miss Producer Stephanie, if you would be able to chime in a little bit. Do we have anybody in the in the comments, possibly perhaps chiming in with us, saying their uh, what they like and things like that? Uh, I know. I kind of I kind of threw this onto her, just being like, "Hey, we're talking." Yeah. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can hear you just fine. Awesome, awesome. Um, we just had uh cue ball in the chat saying like some cheesy ramen with chopped chicken, drinking Dr. Thunder, you know, the cheap cheap version of Dr. Pepper. Um, oh yeah. And he did have like an off-topic question for Jeremy. Um, Let's go. It, what if heavy metal did a kick-ass origin story of Vader with the animation that they're known for? So, uh, first off, I'm not currently representing the company in any official capacity. Two, uh, I don't want Disney to come after me uh, for anything at all. But if Disney wanted to pay for it, obviously, yes, we would do something like that. Um, Their heavy metal is a long history of sci-fi. And um, we've had things like we've had Steven Spielberg in there. We've had uh, Geiger in there. We've had... A lot of uh, influences to the fifth, uh, uh, the fifth element, um, a lot of, lot of influence and uh, love in the sci-fi universe over our forty-five years of being um, in publication. So yes, we would love something like that. Do I think Disney would let us? Probably not. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would, I mean, we would definitely like to do like, uh, we're definitely looking at animation stuff. And if Disney wants to give me money, I won't say no to it, but I won't also say yes to anything that doesn't have a, a paycheck assigned to it because I don't want Disney to uh, come for me, disappear one night in the middle, uh, just in the middle of the night I'm sleeping and you're, uh-huh. I heard you made a Star Wars. And then I'm gone. Oh boy! I hope oh you're ready boy. for a season. Here's a season desist. Livers <laughs> <laughs> well, like yeah. through your window with a lightsaber, like just holding the note on the wall. I'm back. taking you to the Sarlacc pit. You're <laughs> <laughs> scratching at your window. Yeah. <laughs> with his mouth claws, mouse mouse claws. Yep. And then yeah, with um... his gloved hands, with his gloved hands, <laughs> you still hear scratches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Jeremy has been throwing the super cute emoji that is part of his channel. It's like a little raccoon with a blue lightsaber. 
so that is my my raccoon uh, who is named Obi Wan Kunobi, uh, oh. who uh, my channel actually named my my viewers. We did a vote to name him, and then they named him that after there was like, I think there was uh, trash Kevin tax evasion and Obi Wan, and uh, Shao Shao Kun. Uh, there were a few different names that people voted on, and um, they landed on uh, Obi-Wan. And then uh, the person who made that emote actually uh, did the animation for Scooby-Doo, um, one of the Scooby-Doo series. So, Wow, that's, that's really awesome. We, we need to get on some, some premium emotes on the NomTalk Discord. Like, that yeah. would be freaking awesome. Like, honestly, that is so cool, like, that he that the guy animated that for you that's that is just yeah awesome. she she did that one and there is another one of him listening to music i just put in the chat um and we're gonna get another one of him drinking from a wine glass soon as the next one for him for um, this, is, and this is and this is a uh kunobi right yeah so he, okay. we call him obi for short but on my channel he sits in the corner and he greets people and he talks to them uh, when they come in to watch me play video games and stuff. Uh, oh. And then, yeah, so I was like, well, I got to get it. If I'm going to get an emote made of him, got to get a lightsaber one. Um, and then, like, if you hover over it, it says, uh, Jeremy, hello there is the name of the emote. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much, uh, producer Stephanie. So um, moving forward, um, what so what are some things that we would like to see uh in the next episode how 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 would we want this to possibly maybe it'll end in the next episode maybe it's going to be a continuation but i don't know what what are some things that we'd like to see uh with the obi-wan series before we uh before it finally uh rolls its final credits amanda what do you how, what are some things you want to see I need to see some of Leia's force sensitivity because I don't think we've seen a lot of that. Uh, mm. I think there's been a, a few little hints here and there, but they keep talking about how they're rounding up children that are force sensitive. And we know that Leia is to some extent. So I think that like, that's something I want to see. Absolutely. Uh, and Jeremy, how about you? Uh well, to, to, to that point, I feel like they, they've been showing it off uh, pretty, pretty good. Like with her, the way that she calls out people, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm basically mm -hmm. reading you with the force. But we're not going to call it that. Like when she calls out her cousin and then when she calls out uh, Obi-Wan. But yeah, I agree. There, there should be some little little moments for that. And then when we were when we were talking about episode two, somebody was like, maybe it was her that saved herself from falling instead of Obi-Wan because she does that float thing um that would have been yeah. crazy i Sorry. i agree <laughs> they definitely need to give her uh some sort of big moment send off um and uh, and force not acknowledging the force part of her which uh would would be a fantastic way to do it oh, um absolutely. so mm -hmm. so to say what i want to see more of i have to talk about that last fight scene and I don't think we, we really touched on that, but... Oh, we did not, but yeah. Uh, okay. I feel like it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't... <laughs> um, we got to talk about that fight scene. Um, it was so good. Uh, the fight scene with her and Vader. And then the, 
the fight scene with Obi-Wan and Anakin that was kind of narrating the episode. I felt like that was really well done. But the scene where he just he takes the the lightsaber from her, breaks it in half and then throws her one half is just such a like Darth Vader uh, Anakin moment. Um, And I think uh, that scene was so good. And then at the end, I was just a little frustrated for two two reasons for two reasons one there's one major inconsistency um and that's at the end she grabs the lightsaber and it's still in one piece to where it has Mm. both ends connected um i hate that and i can't stop thinking about it forced magneted back together yeah no he (laughs) he broke it (laughs) and then they both used each side of it but then it's suddenly all one piece even the even the circle part of it is one piece still i was gonna say Uh, is it like cal Kestis's where it can break apart i i don't know but at no point do they show, show it going back together they just show her grab it put back together when she starts to crawl and that 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 bothered me as far as like an inconsistency goes but then the other thing is like and i thought the fight was beautiful i thought the way it ended showing her getting hurt the same way she was hurt as a child was really well done she made the same face as the child actress and it was i love stuff like that uh but then at the same time it's like darth vader knows that stabbing her in that exact same spot didn't kill her the first time why is he just gonna like leave her there to die again for her to come back like it did make sense and the part where she's explaining like i think this was this was the episode of her we needed like a lot of people have been complaining Mm -hmm. about her and i think this was the episode of her that we needed when she's talking about having to hide among the bodies and feel them go cold that was so deep and so dark for star wars that it was like it was beautiful at the same time uh but it was like it was so good and like chilling and then in the moment when she gets stabbed and she makes the same face and she falls to the ground and she's basically left there dying like we all knew the grand the real grand inquisitor <laughs> was fine we knew he was going to show up none of that was impressive to me but like her scene where she's down and like uh that whole fight scene was just really good and so for what i want to see more of in this like in this like next uh episode is i almost want her to get a little bit of redemption or some sort of win out of this um because i felt like after after that fight uh she kind of earned it and she's she was on that path and again i i kind of called it from the beginning because she didn't have sith eyes and it seemed like she was too too set on getting kenobi specifically um and i felt like you know if you were going to try to get close to vader and get his guard down that's how you would do it um so i think i think that was good um and i want to see i want to see some sort of redemption with her i want to see some sort of like clear it makes sense ending uh is the other thing i want to see no i feel that i totally feel that i i you ticked off a lot of my boxes too jeremy Elle, what do you, what do you, what are some things that you would like to see? What are some things you want to see before this thing ends? So if we're going off the, the idea that we're not getting anything more after this next episode, I want to see Luke and Ben make that connection. So then the, the whole, oh, do they mean Ben Kenobi line makes sense in A New Hope? 
So part of that for me would mean that Obi-Wan and Owen kind of have a little bit of an agreement. And maybe that's how Luke gets that toy spaceship that he was playing with and whatnot, you know, uh, that was referenced at the very first episode of Kenobi that we know Luke has later in A New Hope. So I want to see those connections. I want to see, because while the show obviously set us up for an Obi-Wan Luke kind of story, and we ended up getting Obi-Wan and Leia, which is amazing don't get me wrong I freaking love it I think that was the best idea Disney made uh I want to see a little bit of the connection between Obi-Wan and Luke kind of starting off so we can kind of see where you know where that connection is going to be uh I don't know how they're going to do that uh (laughs) given what happened at the end of this episode and everything as we spoke about before so that's what I want to see I want to say I want to see those connections but part of me really 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 and I know this might be a little bit out of left field here but I really want a connection to Jedi Fallen Order. Like we already Ooh. had Fortress Inquisitorious or whatever the ridiculous name is for that place, which can I just point out when they're standing there over the image uh, on the table in episode, what was it? Episode four. Uh, and they're talking about like, oh, nobody can get in. Nobody can get in. My brain is just like, Cal is over here. Like, do they not see us? Like, do they, do they not see us? Like we got in, we got in, we got <laughs> out. Like, like hello, but I want some sort of connection to that uh, to that game and possibly into the sequel for that game because they already hooked us with the with the fortress. Uh, they already hooked us with the Inquisitors. So something as small as maybe having Cal reach out to Obi Wan at the end or something like that would be amazing. Uh, but I'm also completely obsessed with that game and can't wait for the next one. Uh, that's, <laughs> that is that is a true hope of mine is that at some point we get an Obi-Wan Cal Kestis kind of meet at the very end, maybe an after credit scene or something. Just I want I want that connection. That is a, a hope for mine that I'm still holding out on. I don't think I'll get it, but I want it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a bad hope because this is one of those situations where the voice actor and actor for that yeah. game is... A, a well-known actor yeah um who has been in gotham and uh shameless and so many other things he's done yeah. well um, and on top of that uh jedi survivor is taking place at the same time as kenobi uh because fallen order was five years after uh order 66 survivor is supposedly 10 years from what i the rumors that i've heard so they're happening at the same time so the, the next game obi-wan at the same time um, the actor who plays Cal Kestis currently has the same haircut as Cal Kestis from the images we saw in the Survivor trailer. I'm just saying. He also just on. got his lightsaber at Disneyland. He did. This is yeah. like, come on. Like, this is perfect cross promotion, people. It's oh, all about cross promotion. I, I actually I would agree that it would also it would be great for a chance to see some a character. I mean, we've already started seeing, you know, characters like Tad Bane and stuff mm-hmm. start to make their way into the uh, the main storylines into the into the live action so it would be really cool to see a video game character a character that was introduced to us as a video game character be shown to us for the first time in live action and the thing is it wouldn't be that hard cuz it's actually a very uh, you, you can you, it's a it's a costume that you can even see being tangible in real life so you know and we've already seen uh, we saw the little we saw the uh, the little droid BD1, the medical, BD1 thank you BD1 uh, yeah the little medical droid I know uh, my droids and, uh, <laughs> yeah and uh and Ma- I, I wanted to say BD but I, I didn't know if I was right but uh yeah we saw him in uh in Mando 
So, mm -hmm. you know, we, so we already have a little bit of Jedi fallen order there. So it would be great if we just kind of went full swan dive and we got our, uh, our Cal as well. Um, I personally yeah. would love to actually with this show. Um, I was finally, I was so excited to finally see Hayden, like Hayden, Hayden, like, yeah. you know, out of this, you know, like with his face, like to be perfectly honest, when I found out that he was going to be in the show, like I expected a lot more flashbacks so that we would probably be seeing more, you know, regular uh, Anakin because, you know, I mean, what is he like, uh, like Darth Vader is supposed to be like six, five, six, six. And uh, Hayden is just shy of six feet. So like, so, you know, like I know that the, the whole size thing is going to be of a thing. So like, I figured he was going to be in for a lot of the flashbacks. Uh, so the fact that we got one was great. Um, I would actually love to have like, like that rebels moment with Kenobi where he's fighting him. And it's like that half cracked, mask thing going like that would be a great visual thing to see as well um but yeah i personally think that this series is going at a great place uh, i would i i would love to see so many of these characters grow like i would love to see sun kang's uh fifth brother it's the fifth brother right sun kang's fifth brother yeah i would love to see the fifth brother like do more than just be pissed in the corner you know <laughs> Well, he's he's in the animated shows too. Um, oh, is, is, that, is it is it yeah. the same? Is it the same brother? Yeah. Okay. So we actually know how he ends is a good way to put it. I guess so. Yeah. So I'm watching rewatching Rebels right now. He's the guy that's with the seventh sister, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't make that connection because he looks so different in Kenobi. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. more of a green color in the animated series. He's like a gray color with like lines on his face. Yeah, like, that wow. that that's him. Um, and yeah, one of the we talked about this on the last episode where it's like he's kind of a different person, but it's also like oh maybe he kind of this is part of his development between the two shows. Um, but yeah, he's he's supposed to be the same person. And again, we know from Rebels kind of where his whole story goes and ends i'm excited yeah. to see this series doing so well after book of boba fett because as book of boba fett it was kind of like Arr. but as season 2.5 of the mandalorian it's great yeah um, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but I'm, I was a little worried kind of after finishing that like oh god what are they going to do to kenobi and i'm i'm pleasantly surprised overall Oh, yeah. absolutely. I feel like a lot of these shows have a sometimes can have a tendency to uh, like be uh, like overfilled with too much like stuff and like or, uh, too much just stuff. And it's nothing, anything productive or anything that's, you know, that moves the story forward. Like, honestly, like Mandalorian had its moments. I thought it was great as our first foray into these possible new stories that we could possibly see. Um, but I, I'm going to be perfectly frank. I was never a big Boba Fett fan to begin with. Like I couldn't, I didn't understand the allure of the character even before the prequels. Um, so like, even the fact that he was getting this, his own series, I was like, Oh, okay. Like we're giving a character who had no character, a character. So, um, but so let's see where it goes. It's funny you say that because he is like historically one of the most popular star wars characters exactly. uh, but it's true he didn't really have a lot to build off of i think where they messed up with that show was like not keeping his helmet on 
because mm-hmm. I felt like that is a big part of his intimidation and a big part of his like character. Um, whereas I thought that was my favorite part of the Mandalorian is like he kept his helmet on and like you got yeah. the actual like character and the, that was good acting. Yeah. Um, but I w- I'll say like one last thing that I would I want to see in this last episode is can can we have Obi Wan get his mojo back? I'm gonna say it. It's a controversial opinion. I know he's struggling with things, and that's that's great. But I need one one coming to like moment with him. Like dur- even during the the fight with him in the flashback, he felt like a weaker version of himself. Um, and if like he didn't take any of his traditional sword poses or saber poses, sorry. Um, and it's just like give me one like epic obi-wan <laughs> moment you know give me give me that that's what i need to well, end i feel on. like i feel like one of the story arcs for this whole show has been obi-wan he you know distanced himself from the force and he's forced to kind of come back into it because he's have to, he has to save leia but we know that in a new hope like he is more connected with the force. He has to be in order to become a force ghost later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoda mentions that somewhere in Clone Wars or at the end of Return of the, or Revenge of the Sith. I don't remember exactly. Uh, so I, I, I agree with that. I want to see him not only have his mojo, but have that moment where he really embraces the force again at the end of this show. So then we know for the next what is it, nine-ish years between now and A New Hope, he really is still able to connect and embrace the Force throughout that time period. Yeah, because we also have that scene in Rebels where Darth Maul comes for him on Tatooine and he's old and he's like, I'm going to take you out right now to protect this child. And he does it very, very well, like very easily he takes down Darth Maul. Oh, and yeah. like I need I need that moment from this series. I need that like, oh yeah, Obi-Wan is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Can I just point out that Ewan McGregor is currently only 10 years younger than Alec Guinness was in A New Hope? So like saying Obi-Wan was old, he's only 10 years older-ish, if even I I feel like the reason why people are like, oh, Alec Guinness looks so old is because Alec Guinness had white hair. If Ewan McGregor had white hair, he'd look it's starting a to be similar. He's, he's he's a little bit. He, yeah, like, oh, like, really, Obi-Wan isn't that old in A New Hope. Alec Guinness just happened to have white hair. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Sorry. Oh, I love you, McGregor, so much. I don't <laughs> yeah. want him to be called old. <laughs> uh, I, I also will say, though, uh, fun fact, uh, Toshiro Mifune was originally considered for the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, after uh, the script was based on Forbidden Fortress and uh, apparently his agent uh, I, I, I was watching this documentary on Toshiro and apparently uh, his agent said uh, it's some stupid science fiction movie you don't want to do this and didn't tell him about the audition and it's like one of those things where it's like apparently first of all apparently he beat the shit out of his agent afterwards and fired him on the spot because that's what he does and uh but yeah but just something to think that like we could have had to shoot, uh, had one of our first like proficient japanese actors on screen would have possibly been obi-wan kenobi but uh yeah. anyways on that note that is unfortunately all the time that we have to talk about obi-wan episodes four and five it was actually cool we got to talk about more than just episodes four and five we got to talk about the, the whole series um as a whole where we want to see it go and we also got to compare it to some 
uh, some other shows on Disney Plus as well uh, from the Disney from the Star Wars universe. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on uh, for our podcast. If you want, you can join us on our Discord. You can join us for all that fun shenanigans that we have over there. Uh, shout out to my guests. Thank you so much to uh, Jeremy, L, and Amanda. Thank you so much for uh, uh, tuning in. Uh, uh, where can we find you guys on the socials, Amanda? Where can we find you? Um, I'm on Facebook under this name. You can find me on Insta at Roland Yolen and TikTok. Thank you so much. Jeremy, where can we find you? Uh, I am on all social media as Jeremy TV, J-E-R-O-M-Y TV. Uh, and I do stream here on Twitch as well. Thank you so much. And Elle, where can we find you? Uh, well, I have a podcast called Whippy on Measure. We don't talk about Star Wars. We talk about Jane Austen. You can find that on Instagram at uh, WBM podcast. But if you want to hear me talk about Star Wars, I talk about it more on my TikTok and I'm at Elderon. Ah, I like that. <laughs> and uh, I am the Kenjinator. You can find me on uh, TikTok, Instagram at Kenjinator. You can find me on Twitch at The Kenjinator. I also do a Twitch stream on Sundays with my father at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we do Dungeons and Dragons. My father is DM, and I essentially play a witcher. Uh, it's a fun campaign. I'm playing it with my friends and family. Uh, we'd love for you guys to tune in. Also, you can listen to this show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe to uh, our YouTube, our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. And it is all under the at nom talk network uh uh what is it title yeah name yeah at nom talk name <laughs> all right no at nom talk network there we go ah <laughs> so thank you so much uh tune in next week we're gonna be talking about the season uh, i guess the season finale or maybe even possibly series finale of obi-wan we don't know yet but we would love for you guys to join us and i think we have another show coming up this friday Oh, we are talking about Miss Marvel, I guess, episode two of Miss Marvel on Friday. And we will be uh, having another show on Saturday as well. Thank you again so much for joining us. My name is Kenji. Thank you so much. And may the force be with you. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>